1: T.J. picture with us Thursdays, and T.J., we just having a little bit of fun. Georgia fans are trying to rival Florida State fans and hating Herbie. Kirk Herbstreit, what do you think? <laughs> I get it. I get it.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I saw some stuff on, the, on, uh, on social media just with, like, the timeline of, of how all that's gone down, and, you know, especially, I mean, you know, like they – they haven't loved College Game Day since they got rid of their boy, which I thought Pollock was was one of the better parts of the show. And then you know, Pat McAfee calls him out, tell him to sit down and shut their you know what up. And and then a few weeks later, you got Herb Street, you know, petitioning for Rayolina to go to to Nebraska. And I, I just honestly don't think any of it's connected, you know. But it it is certainly interesting for a, a you know the top program in the sport to to kind of get treated like that by uh, a few uh, – my college game day and then, you know, Herbie kind of being the face of it. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll reach our level of, of vitriol, but uh, good to have some more people on board, I suppose.
1: Jim in Jupiter says, Bill asked TJ to talk about how Florida State has added John Swafford and his son Chad to the lawsuit. It all comes back to Swafford saving Raycom because his son worked for them.
4: Yeah,
3: there's a, there's a, I mean, there's certainly an element of nepotism that Florida State's thrown into their lawsuit. They amended it and started naming names and talked about how, you know, the ACC entered some pretty awful deals. Just objectively, if you look at every other metric, how they're giving games to Raycom, and that's pretty much all of Raycom's, you know, earnings and revenue came from that, and uh, you know, certainly when you look at the fact that you have family involved there at Raycom and um, family that was elevated at Raycom, you know, it certainly looks shady and, and nobody else could ever justify why you would start. I mean, you know, if, if they started putting games on the discovery channel right now, Bill, I mean, you'd be like, Hey, what? Well, you know, well, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? And back then, you know, nobody, for some reason, nobody questioned, nobody asked, but um yeah, you know, at the end of the day they're trying to prove that the ACC didn't hold up there into the bargain, didn't didn't, you know, go out and fight for, you know, the best TV contracts, the best deals possible. That they kind of just took what they could get and then helped out family and stuff. So, yeah, it's an interesting piece of it. I I think it'll hold some weight because again, it's just kind of an unexplainable thing that Swaffer did back then. And now that we know all the facts and know that the family was involved and everything else, I think it'll be something that helps Florida State in the long run.
1: Alan in Tampa wants to know, TJ, if you will join all other Noel fans and Ireland throwing tomatoes at Herb Street. You know, I was I saw
3: Alan this week and I forgot to I forgot to we forgot to talk about Ireland, but yeah, I, I've heard there's different laws over there where you you know, some stuff's allowed. So I gotta check I gotta check into the laws and, <laughs> and see what's what's allowed, and then ask my wife what, what I'm allowed to do. But as long as I'm not getting in trouble by the Irish police or my wife, then I'm I'm in. <laughs> and maybe after a few Guinnesses, I'm in either way. But we'll <laughs> <laughs> see.
1: I was going to say, though, when you go to a foreign country, be very careful. You don't know what you're getting into legally, you know?
3: Yeah. You, you, you end up spending – two years in prison for throwing a half a tomato, you know, <laughs> Like you know, then not, not the most ideal.
1: Yeah. Go, go down to Mexico and let them catch you peeing on the beach. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good on there. <laughs> I had a former producer of this show have that happen and uh, they jailed him, but he had cash on him and I think 600 bucks got yeah. him out.
3: Yeah, the great, uh, the great equalizer, right? Like the, the best way to, you know, to get out of any kind of issue. Legally, illegally, over the table, under the table. If you've got money, you're pretty good. That's why Alan's not worried about throwing tomatoes. Allen Alan is, is a at all times with, with a bunch of bills. So he knows that he'll just give the, uh, the old Irish police a, little, a, couple, a couple American
1: hundos and be good to go. What's the latest there at Florida State?
3: Yeah, it's it's continuing. You know, you've got all this posturing and all this positioning. Like yesterday, Florida State filed um, for the suit in North Carolina to be thrown out based on a couple of things. And uh, next week, we're supposed to get an answer from the judge. You know, some answers from the judge and from the other side on some of these suits, and maybe start to develop some timelines on when we could realistically uh, kind of start to. Think about resolutions, start start to think about, like, when a a trial date would be set and how long discovery is going to be. So, I mean, that's always kind of playing at the forefront or maybe the back of everyone's minds. Uh, Softball gets underway today. Baseball gets underway next week. Um, They announced a couple – or they, you know, they picked up a recruit on Saturday. The football team did four-star, Amari Williams, who will join the team and the program uh, in the summer. Um, And right now, I mean, I think it's just kind of – tour of duty, off-season workouts, getting guys ready, making sure they're in shape. There's some excitement, you know, from some of the new transfers. There's certainly some, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, you're not going to hear the bad news. Oh, this guy sucks and he's out of shape. So, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all good news season right now. Um, you know, as they're starting to go through off-season workouts, hey, this guy's moving better than we, better than we even expected. And so, yeah, it's all, it's all pretty positive right now uh, as we start to inch towards spring.
1: What do you think they'll look for in April in the uh, fifteen-day window? Transfer.
3: I think if a you know if a really stellar defensive tackle jumped in, I, I think they'd be interested. I, I think the same could be said about linebacker. Uh, they could add some depth to that room. And then outside of that, I, I'm you know like if a if a true number one wide receiver jumped in, you know like a Keon Coleman type. I mean, you're, you're going to go after him. But I think that would be the truth for just about any position, maybe not quarterback. Um, If a true, true difference maker at any position jumped in and they thought they had a chance, I mean, they'd go after him, a true number one type. Uh, But I think defensive tackle and linebacker are, are probably the top two that I could see them making a move on.
1: DJ with us each and every Thursday. I asked you about this. Is is basketball creating much of a buzz this year, or is it on to baseball? I know you like softball a lot, but what's what's got everybody buzzing outside of football right now? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some
3: excitement with with baseball. You know, basketball's tough. Not not really a ton. Like they're going to have to win the tournament to get into the dance, and, and I doubt that happens. Right? Like they're not going to be. I mean, they they might not win you know two games there, let alone go on and beat Duke and Carolina. So. Yeah, basketball had a nice little run. Um, I think they won five games in a row, and then they dropped a bad one to Clemson, and then they came back and won a big one that they really needed to win, and then they've, they've just kind of floundered. They lost a really bad game to Louisville. They beat Boston College, uh, I think it was last night, last night or two nights ago, um, in a game that just wasn't very pretty, but they found a way to win. So basketball, I mean, everybody's kind of over ham. A lot of people think this will be his last year. And then they'll kinda of have a changing of the guard. That'll re- excite some people. Uh baseball, yeah, obviously with with eleven passing away, there's a little bit more like interest there, I think. You know, how how will they play? You know, what 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 are the celebrations for him? What do things look like? Um and then yeah, I think baseball just left a bad taste in everybody's mouth last year. You know, first time in forty something years that they didn't make the playoffs, didn't finish over five hundred. Um I think they'll be better this year. I think they'll make the postseason. But, you know, I, I don't know that they're ready to compete. And so, you know, in, in your Olympic sports, if you're not competing for it all, I think it's hard for people to get really sold out and invested. The problem is your diehards are always invested, Bill. But, like, if you want the, the fringe folks from football to come over, if you want the, the people that support the football, you got to be good, right? And if you're not good, most people just focus on recruiting or whatever else. It, you always have your, like, diehards of every sport that are going to watch every game and, go to every game and all that. But if you, you know, honestly, if you want the football folks to come over and support, you kind of got to be winning. And Florida State's not doing that in some of their other, you know, men's basketball, men's baseball. All the women's sports are actually fantastic. They're all ranked. They're all really good. But the men's sports just aren't getting it done right now.
1: You think Lyndon Hamilton is finishing it out this year and that's it? Probably. I I think so. But, I mean, who knows? You know, I thought – I thought last
3: year should have been the end of it but uh, because I figured that this is kind of what would happen this year. My thoughts were like you'd either have a repeat of last year or you'd have a very mediocre season, which looks like it's what's going to be happening, or like the slimmest case, you really turn it around and have a really good like right off into the sunset type season. I I thought there was very little chance of that. I thought the biggest chance was you'd have another kind of letdown year. And so you kind of split the difference. You have a 500 year. You let them go out. I don't know, with at least better than what they had last year. And so maybe that was worth it. Maybe it wasn't. In my view, you should have just moved on
1: last year. But,
3: yeah, I think this will be the end of it.
1: TJ Pittenger on Thursdays is with us. Tell everybody what they can do to get all your content, all your info.
3: Yeah, double fries, no slot everywhere, uh, mostly on YouTube. Um, I'm looking at this Kirk Herbstreit and uh, Nick Saban stuff later, uh, both – Both situations with college game day we talked about a little bit earlier, but hopefully
1: have some content out on that later today. Do you think uh, you like Nick going to be on uh, game day? Do you like that idea?
3: I mean, I like Sabin. I think he's interesting. I think he's funny. Um, You know, so
1: yeah, I
3: I like his insight. Um, I I think we all kind of thought that that would end up being what it was, but yeah, I, I think it would be a good pairing. I really don't watch game day a ton. Um, anymore, but I think it'll be fine. I'll watch the picks at the end, and that's about
1: it. <laughs> DJ, have a good week, man. See you uh, next Thursday. Thanks, buddy. There he is. TJ Pittenger, every Thursday, joins us. Dave Hooker coming up next. Off the Hook Sports covers Tennessee. lot to talk about there. And J.C. Sherbert, we were talking about that law proposal, which I assume will pass. In South Carolina, which would make legal the colleges in that state so they could pay players directly to schools. How about that? How about that, NCAA? You going to go investigate that? Dave Hooker, when we come back, Omni Nashville Hotel.
4: Good morning. It's already crowded on 840 out in Paytonsville, that section of Williamson County. It's loading up pretty good now in Millersville again on 65 south as you make your way down through that section of Sumner County. Yes, it's heavy on 24 westbound, leaving Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Nashville all the way up through Smyrna, Laverne. Just give yourself extra time out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County this morning. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at Tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic.
0: Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million. All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could, too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
3: Step through the doorway
5: and immerse yourself in a state of total serenity. Welcome to Mokara Spa. Massage therapy, facials, body treatments, and more. Or try one of our signature services. These customizable services combine proven techniques with the latest spa supplements to help relax the body, restore the mind, and soothe the senses. Downtown now has a destination for you to do good things for yourself. A gift certificate to Mokara is the perfect present for the loved one in your life. Surprise someone with a trip to Mokara Spa. More information at 761 3600. Complimentary Valet Parking.
6: Why not treat you and your loved one to a couples retreat at Mokara? Call to arrange your gift certificates for Valentine's Day. Or simply take five minutes, leave your car with the valet, and stop in. Located at 250 Fifth Avenue South, inside the Omni Nashville Hotel. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts.
1: Cover many other topics in college football as well, college basketball. Dave, let's just start with it. You just showed me a T-shirt. I had not seen this. Had no idea about it. Tell everybody what you've got. Well, it's uh, right on the front. It's
5: off the court document, which is uh, the state of Tennessee and Virginia versus the NCAA. So it's straight off the court document. It's the ongoing. Uh, lawsuit. I thought uh, it was neat. Uh, you can go to com and, uh, order it on our merch shop. And the book's still there if somebody would, uh, be interested. But I tell you what, anybody that just mentions your name in a comment section, I'll, I'll throw in, uh, an extra t-shirt as well. Uh, a hooker t-shirt that you can refer to Hendon or me or my son, whichever you choose. And, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty cool shirt. And, and Bill, I don't know about you, but, Knowing history like you do, seeing Tennessee on the forefront of a lot of racial issues back in the 60s and 70s, and now seeing them on the forefront of this NCAA NIL issue is just neat. I can't think of a a better word for it, but uh, I'm certainly enjoying it, and I like that Tennessee is right in the middle of it.
1: We've been keeping up with the court situation, but what's the latest? Tell everybody where Tennessee's at in this battle.
5: I think the latest is everybody said that Tennessee's going to win. Yeah, I know there was uh, an an injunction at one point to keep uh, Tennessee from continuing their current uh, line of action. Um, That that was at, at one point upheld, but... the the judge in the case said, I I think Tennessee's going to win anyway. So, I haven't talked to one person who doesn't believe that this is practically the NCAA. They may still be called that. That Tennessee has no, no concern about the fact that the NCAA picked this fight in the first place and put them under investigation. And I think it's pretty simple. I think if you put the over/under at three and a half years, that the, there will be a super conference and the NCAA will essentially be an entity that's still by name involved with college football, but pretty much runs other sports. I think that's I think that's going to be the case. And I think from talking to a lot of people um, that have close ties in the SEC office, I believe Greg Sankey will be whatever you want to call him, the college football czar. At some point, and if the over/unders three and a half years, I would I would take the over uh, the under. Excuse me for a super conference.
1: It's very, very interesting. The state of South Carolina is, I think, likely to have legislation very soon that allows the schools to directly pay the players. And J.C. Sherbert, who's got the big spur. And he's got a collective there. I'm going to talk to him about it later. He's on Thursdays. But you have a collective in Tennessee. How would that affect you if the state of Tennessee adopted something like that, legislated something like that? And do you think that's coming?
5: Uh, I hadn't really thought about how it would affect me. Because, as you know, I I do the ball report with Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays. and, And Jacob is done with his eligibility. I guess if they change something tomorrow where Cooper was getting paid from the school and not individual advertisers like essentially me and clients then I could I could possibly lose him. I sure hope that's not the case. But um with with those guys I think that that's really the only way to do it eventually. Let's just hope it doesn't happen for the next uh, like uh, 10 months for me. Um, but I believe that eventually the schools are going to have to pay the players. I think we can officially put to rest the term student athlete. They are employees, just like, um, the associate athletic directors, the guys that work in the mill hall, whatever it may be. Uh, they're, they're employees. And, and I have, uh, zero problem with that. I've long said that the players deserve more. Mass chaos, well, might actually make might actually make college football better, uh, Bill, because I think we're seeing in Georgia Carson Beck driving around a Lamborghini from what I've been told. And if you can match the money that's very limited, not on yours and my scale, but limited in the NFL because of the way they, they uh, peg what you make in certain picks, I think you're going to see some guys that might stay around for a fourth year if they can get close to the same money to play in college because, let's face it, it's probably more fun to play in college than it is the NFL.
1: I read that perhaps the schools will well, the schools will take over and be paying eventually, but the collectives won't go away. It'll be in addition to. Would you agree with that? Uh, I,
5: I I can't that i agree with that because i don't know where it's going to go but i hope you're right um i definitely i definitely hope you're right i mean i don't know if 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 the schools pay them and you say no more collectives okay if if you go that way then you absolutely have to drop the hammer if anybody takes so much as a 10 and this happens outside of nilon stadium since nil there are guys that want autographs that May work at card shops or may sell them online, and they pay $10 for an autograph. That stuff then has to stop. And then you're back into legislating. So I hadn't really thought about that, to be quite frank with you, but I guess it would have to be both or you get yourself back in the same situation where you're legislating payments under the table. So uh, good point. I guess they have to exist together.
1: Now you as a collective, you don't have to pay attention to Title Nine, but if it's done in-house, they do, right? That's an issue. Yeah,
5: well, kind of. Like I've been told by I, – I know that when NIL first came out, there were a lot of people with, lady balls, with the lady balls that weren't happy. They heard about the $2 million a year that was going to Niko Iamaliaba. E, uh, and – let's just be honest with uh, with everybody Tennessee was way too public about that spire, spire Sports was way too public about that that was just not real bright in retrospect I think they take that back I mean I know of a reporter that actually saw the contract i I haven't seen your contract you haven't seen any of my contracts I mean, what's the point of showing that off so i I think that uh, ultimately uh, Tennessee if with the lady balls they were upset they weren't getting as much as some of the other football players however with title nine doesn't necessarily have to be equal except for in a case that the schools pay them so what if the schools pay each athlete $20,000 Twenty thousand dollars a year, and I'm just throwing that number out there well, as long as it's equal across the board, then you could probably find an affordable number for that and then the collectives come in and they take uh Nico from uh two twenty thousand dollars a year to two million dollars a year. so I think that's very doable, and I think the lady ball uh department essentially or those involved with the lady balls they're one department now, not split anymore but I think they kind of understand that this is about business. This is about marketability. This is not just about being fair. So I don't think you're going to have the hubbub that you would have had from them previously. I mean, the the bottom line is, I'm not trying to sound like I'm being critical of the Lady Vols, but, Bill, if I, if I have a podcast with Cooper Mays and he's talking about whether or not he's going to play against Florida – or I have a podcast with any lady ball talking about Kelly Harper and the, the fact that she could get fired this year. I mean, what what are you more apt to watch?
1: It's not even close. Not even <laughs> close. You're listening to Cooper Mays.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly right.
1: Ken in Middle Georgia has a good question. Says NCAA, a couple of years ago, found Tennessee had impermissible benefit violations, and they got probation and an $8 million fine and scholarship reductions. Why now are Plowman and the AG's reaction different from four years ago? Is it because inducements are perceived more status quo now?
5: Okay, well, first of all, the the rules have changed. I mean, they were giving out money before NIL, so that was a clear NCAA violation. Now, you could argue that, you could uh, throw those penalties out retroactively or not. I, I got a speeding ticket recently, uh, I hate to say, but if they change the speed limit, I'm not going to get refunded on that money. So I got no problem if they want to go back and punish um, players or coaches for, for money. I think it's a, a hornet's nest, but if they want to do that for money transferred, I got no problem where i have a problem is and where legally this is just illegal i mean this is not doable is telling a young man nico or anybody else you can make money being a college football player however you can't be promised money as a high school player and you're 17 well i mean i i hate to tell you but that's that's illegal and if, if they want to make promises on the front end of what you're going to get when they show up, or if they want to hand you $100,000 in cash, I mean, I wouldn't do that because you might never get the kid to show up for campus. And I think they're smarter than that. But that's, that is the exact same thing as some sort of signing bonus that, that you see Burger King and all the fast food places, uh, uh, putting up if you stay for six weeks. So. I don't see how you could possibly say that that's legal. I think that is a a big-time reach, the fact that it couldn't be used as an inducement in recruiting. That is still paying a United States of American citizen in some shape, form, or fashion, and that's illegal to say you can't do that.
1: Topwater Assassin, who's over in South Carolina, says, My son goes to Coastal Carolina there in Myrtle Beach. Is my tuition going to go up to pay the football team? (laughs)
5: <laughs> hmm. uh, I don't think so And here's why Because the two budgets are, are different The athletic budget and the uh, academic budget So actually a lot of people don't know this They think they just give scholarships away The athletic department actually has to pay uh, The academic department for the scholarship At least at the University of Tennessee and most SEC schools like, I don't want to speak across the board so I don't think that yours will go up. What I think we'll see is I think we'll see fewer buildings go up because at the end of the fiscal year, which is late June for Tennessee, and I think the same for most schools, you, you have to pretty much have spent all you made. Um, because if you can't show a profit because you're a nonprofit entity. So other than the $5, 10000000 million they might have in an emergency fund, they've got to spend it all. That's why I drove by campus the other day, and there there must be at least 15 million cranes up in the University of Tennessee. I didn't count them, but I think it's roughly 15 million. And there were cranes building all kinds of buildings. So I think that that would curb a little bit in the athletic department to pay players. I don't think it would affect you on the academic side. But that, that's, that's my opinion and, and what I know from this. I can't tell you 100%, but I would think surely not.
1: Rod of Buckeye in Texas wants to know where the money will come from if the schools pay the players well. And let me add to it, and we got about two minutes here, Dave. Man. Would that further the fight between the schools and the collectives over the money pool and the sponsors? Would that be a conflict that increases?
5: Oh, I think that conflict's going to increase anyway. So, yeah. Like if I go to uh, Walmart and I say, um, hey, I would like for you to be an advertiser associated with Nico and the – well, Food City is a better example. They're very involved with the University of Tennessee. So if I go to Food City and on the other side of the a- uh, athletic department goes to Food City, you are kind of asking for the same type of marketing dollars. So right. I think that's already been a rub, and I think there's a good chance that that could get a lot more significant in the very near future.
1: But that money would come from sponsors, et cetera. I mean, re- corporate relationships they have
5: it's exactly. so and there's a lot of money when it comes to Tennessee football, so I don't think uh, unless they got another uh, Dooley Butch Pruitt, uh, that type of run, I think uh, I think the money's there for the taking.
1: Warren Buffett has bought all the rest of the Flying J pilots, right? They've they've been completely bought out, the Hasms, from what I read. He has. Are the very are the Hasms Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well,
5: I was just going to say that's probably a very smooth move if you are driven by Bucky's lately.
1: <laughs> true. True. There's one just over the I border think- in Alabama we go to all. The, there's there's the big is the biggest one in the world now up there in uh, Sevierville or wherever. They had to build a different exit for it. I kid you not.
5: It has its <laughs> own individual exit. I'm not joking. It, and there was a, a, two and a, a two and a half hour wait the first day it opened.
1: Oh my gosh! Is are has the Haslam still very active when it comes to money flow for the tenant, for the school?
5: I think there's still very active money flow. I think uh, Jimmy, who you don't want anywhere near your program, the younger one, is very involved with uh, Browns right now, as he should be as an owner. And you know, Big Jim's getting a little bit older, but I, I imagine that check's being cashed. Will it be if they don't want Jimmy around because he makes stupid decisions and he's a borderline criminal? Yeah, I mean, they might not want him around, but uh, again, the money will be there in some shape, form, or fashion. But we may be coming upon the point where the Hasbums and the University of Tennessee are no longer um, hand-in-hand. Uh, hand. That that very well could be a possibility in the next three or four or five years.
4: Dave, see you next week, sir. Good morning. We see heavy traffic now making it way out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, up through the Antioch area on 24 westbound here at Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway. It's uh, slowing down again up in Millersville. That heavy traffic volume working its way down from the north on 65 southbound through Sumner County. Still crowded uh, right now in Vietnam. Vents westbound at Conference Drive. Prince's Hot Chicken has you covered for the big game coming up this weekend. Place your order online at Prince'sHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your
2: Brought to you by the Tennessee
0: Highway Safety Office.
6: Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039. Or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely
1: are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight
0: dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
3: All throughout their coaches, whether it's exotic, smash, Mouth, whoever you want to plug in here, down to the coordinators, was run the ball and stop the run. That's what the Titans have been about. The new head coach says something very, very different. DJ Damon, one more time.
1: The the teams that, that win the most games are generally the teams that pass the ball the best.
0: The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
6: College football talk on the planet, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel, The Bill King Show.
1: Yeah. Pilot, flying J-Albos. The Haslam family, well, was the Haslam family, the biggest, I'd say, booster, historically name in Tennessee history. And Buffett had bought a chunk of it, and then here within the last, I don't know, months, bought the rest of it. So the Haslams are out. You have the old man, Big Jim. And I don't know, how old's Big Jim? 80, 90, I don't know. And then you have one of the sons who is the governor, right, here. And then you have another one who is, uh, among other things, the owner of the Cleveland Browns and not liked at all. But big money. Yeah, big money. And uh, that's been a big name for Tennessee. Now, they've got other big relationships out there, but. That's been a big one. That's been a big one. Dan in the eight one three. Bill, what are your thoughts on A and M coming up this next year? Do you think they come out of the gates hot, or does Elko have them free building? Haven't paid much attention. Uh, I think they're going to be good. Now, what does that mean? I don't think they're a threat to win the SEC next year. But I think they're going to be a very solid, good football team. They've got dudes. I know they lost a lot in the portal. Some of that was good riddance, frankly. Prima Donnas, overrated, all of that. But Elko is a solid as a rock fundamental coach. And they'll be better on defense fundamentally. And they have the pieces in place offensively. They'll have their quarterback back healthy, Connor Wegman. And they have plenty of personnel. And they're having a good recruiting class. And they had a really good transfer portal, too. I think they're going to be a little underrated going in. What, what could that mean? Does that mean they go 8-4, and 9-3 his first year? I think that's possible. I do. I think that's possible. I'm a big Mike Elko guy. And I think he is foundationally right for that job. That that's going to be a I think that's going to be a better than expected team. I do. I do. Jimmy here in the 615. Bill, is Mr. Hooker worried about this NCAA stuff? Seems like there is more teeth to this than the Pro Vol media is saying. Well, I, I see various aspects of this, but the consensus, at least from what I see now, Seems to be that Tennessee's got a very good chance, Tennessee-Virginia, in this overall big picture. Despite the rejection of the TRO the other day in East Tennessee. What that means, how it ends up unclear. But you got to remember, they have on their side a very powerful entity as well, which is the SEC front office, and they also have Tom Mars. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Clay says, Bill, I've got a source that says Tennessee's going to lose this case. There's more to the story than's being said. Well, if that is the case, if there's way more to this, it's going to come out. We're talking about, we're not talking about NCAA hush hush stuff at all. We're talking about the law. If there's more to it, then it's coming. It's all coming. Topwater assassin. Bill, I've got relative that live near the new Bucky's exit in Tennessee. They say the traffic is a freaking nightmare. <laughs> I bet. Where it? I always forget, is that in Sevierville, Dollywood, or is that closer to Knoxville? Not that they're far apart at all. They're not, but how far is that? I can imagine. Now, the one down over the border in Alabama we went to, and we'll go to it again here in a couple of months, but we went to on the way down to the Emerald Coast. And that one was nice. I, I will say this, though. Not trying to be a snob, a brisket snob. But I was told, Bill, you got to try the Bucky's brisket, man. You got to. It was okay, but. There was nothing And Bucky's is fantastic. I love Bucky's. Love that place. But there they have the, the station there. I mean the place is huge, but they got that one station where it's constant brisket being made and people buying and ordering. And that's pretty cool to watch. But the brisket in general, I think it was a brisket sandwich. It was it was okay. I mean it was good, but it wasn't anything like wow. Bucky's brisket bill, oh my god. It wasn't anything like that. I got to say, that was, and maybe I bought into the hype. Maybe that's on me. But I thought that was highly overrated. Yeah, highly overrated. Fad down in Savannah, GA. Says, don't put it past me. Only a six and a half hour flight. I got family over there as well. What are you talking about? You talking about going to Dublin? I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah, top water assassin. I don't think they're gonna raise tuition because of the football team. That would be a heck of a story if they did that. JC Sherbert, gonna be interesting. Later hour three. Omni Nashville Hotel.
4: Good morning, wrapping up the earlier wreck at Antioch Pike at Franklin Limestone Road, 600 block of Harding Place. Had some minor injuries as well. Heavy out here where you would expect this time of the morning coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County as we look at it live here on 24 Westbound, passing Bell Road up through the Antioch area. Still crowded on Vietnam Vets, Westbound at Conference Drive getting on that ramp there to 65 South, headed down through Madison. A hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and rigging, check them out at tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
2: Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight, presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. Just halfway point of the league play, Morehead State remains on top of the men's standings at 9-1, while Western Illinois is one game back at 8-2. UT Martin is in third at 7-3, while four teams are tied at 6-4. the week, Southern Indiana's Jeremiah Hernandez has made 156 of 189 free throws, most made than any other player in the OVC, and ranked 7th nationally in made free throws. Southern Indiana suffered its first league loss Saturday at Tennessee State, but remains in first place in the women's standings at 9-1, two games ahead of Little Rock. Four teams are tied for third at 6-4. The TSU Lady Tigers forced 43 turnovers last week in two wins, and ranked seventh nationally in forced turnovers per game. UT Martins Jordan Sears was men's player of the week while Morehead State's Riley Minnix was top newcomer. Freshman of the week was Jalen Crocker-Johnson for a six time out of Little Rock. UT Martins Nora Clark and Reagan McCowan at Western Illinois were named both women's co-player and co-freshman of the week while TSU's Sanat St. Andre was top newcomer. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank, which will be March 6th through the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. Single session tickets are on sale Friday, February 9th. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. If you've been drinking, don't drive. And always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pope, wishing everybody a great week of OVC
4: Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Hi, I'm Test Director Rick from ServPro, the leader in cleaning, restoration, and construction. It's my job to make sure our pros are prepared for anything. Storm damage? Fixed. Flood damage? We're on it. Fire damage? Not anymore. Aliens? What aliens? We cleaned those sites a while ago. No matter the disaster, our pros will make it like it never even happened. Find out why ServPro is the number one choice for residential and commercial restoration projects large and small. Visit ServPro.com today.
6: The Bill King Show, originating live from downtown Music City from the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text the studio now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show.
1: Rumble Seekers says, Bill, next time you go to Bucky's, get the turkey sandwich. It's much better than the brisket. I'll keep that in mind. I will. I will absolutely keep that in mind. Topwater Assassin over in South Carolina. Bill, they claim their area is Sevierville, so I'm guessing it's closer to there. I haven't been to that one. I haven't been to the one in East Tennessee. Georgia Dog down on the Emerald Coast. And let me plug again. J.C. Sherbert about 20 minutes into hour three. Athlon reported this. Calls Mount for ESPN to discipline Kirk Herbstreit over unethical recruiting influence. Is it possible that Herbie is behind... My Alva's flip to Southern Cal. If so, it opens up a real can of worms. Georgia should dissociate itself. I I, Look, I'm not trying to tell anybody who they ought to like or not like, right? But Herbie trying to influence Rayola, I think it's overrated. I do. Now, Now, was that probably a, a little bit of a sleaze bag thing to do? Maybe. But I want to ask you again if you're a Georgia fan. And I'm not trying to convince you to like Herbie if you don't. And I'm not trying to convince you to all of a sudden absolve Herbie here. I just don't see the point or the harm. I... I I find it very unlikely that Rayola, Dylan Rayola, son of Dominic Rayola, big red all the way, made a decision based on a phone call by Herbie. I mean, did Herbie have a bunch of money? Can you you show me where Herbie paid him to go to Nebraska? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble connecting the importance of that story. That's what I'm having trouble with. Again, he made the call according to the report. I understand if you're a Georgia fan, you don't like him because of that. Big picture. Do you think that has anything to do with your football team winning or losing a game in the future? Does that affect your program, Kirby Smart, who I think is the best coach in college football right now? I don't even think it's close. Do you think that affects him, that staff, that team, their future at all? And my answer would be not at all. Again, I can can see if if you don't like Kirby because of that story, I, I understand. I understand. I have no emotions there, so I can't go with you. But I understand. If that's the way you feel, that's the way you feel about it. But isn't the big picture, your football program and how it plays, has nothing to do with your future as a football program. You will always be able to go get the next star quarterback. Whether it's Juju Lewis, whether it's the kid here, Jared Curtis, top-ranked player in the class of 26, who's right here in the 615, George is very involved there. Whoever that next dude might be, George is always going to be there to get him with a chance to get him or get him. What difference does it make? How many, um... National championship rings for Georgia? Does Dylan Raiola have right now? How many? How many games has he quarterbacked you to a championship yet? Can you? Is it two? Is it three? Is it? Is it one? How many is it? I, I forget. And again, if you're a Nebraska fan listening, that has nothing to do. I hope he does a good job in Lincoln, where he's a legacy. But but as far as the Georgia topic, I don't understand. I just, I just cannot place myself in that same emotional state. I just don't care. Okay, so a guy called and told, in this case, Herbie, told Dominic Riola, hey, is the rumor true? Is he thinking about flipping? Got to do it, do it, do it. Okay, so what? You think Dominic Riola, who was a big-time, much better ball player than Herbie could ever be, right? You think Dominic Riola then called his son, Dylan, said, hey, you know what? Herbie just called and endorsed Nebraska. It's official. We're flipping. You really? You really think that's how that went down? I, I just, I significantly doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Jam and Jupiter, Bill. I love Bucky's, but you better plan on being there for about a half hour at least. Also says, Bill, my favorite there would be the breakfast sandwiches. They're very, very good. We'll take the break here. J.C. Sherbert in about twenty minutes from thebigspur.com and also his collective, which is called Carolina Rise Omni Nashville Hotel.